you're doing something different, that's when your brain is able to pull from other kind of disparate memories and things that you've read and pull it together. Discovered that in neuroscience that right before an aha, there's a spike in gamma brainwaves and gamma brainwaves are characterized by the entire neocortex lighting up, not just one part of your brain. Positive vibes, energy, and creativity can make it or break it in the business world. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today's guest, I want to give a warm welcome to Whitney Freya. She is a modern-day mystic and an expert in inspired living. She recently wrote the book, her latest book, 30 Days to Unstoppable. In today's episode, we cover all of the ins and outs of tapping into your creativity, your superpowers, your energy, and more when it comes to being an entrepreneur or a professional. Welcome, Whitney. And we're on the air. Hi, Whitney. How are you? Welcome. I'm wonderful, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm ready to be inspired by you. So I, we were just chatting before we went live and started recording and talking about how you got started, inspired living and creativity, painting, meditation, and having positive vibration for PR and social media and digital marketing. If you don't have all those things or an entrepreneur, how do you really succeed? Right? So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and how we can, how you can share this inspired vibration, inspired yeah, living and, and, and vibration. Right. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. So what I get to do on this planet right now is guide people into a sacred and personal painting practice alongside understanding how we're creating our reality in each and every moment, you know, with our thoughts and our ideas, our words that we speak or that we think, and the canvas just makes that visible. And so I'm using sacred symbols and the painting practice and this truth that our imagination is really what's creating our reality. You know, stress is imagining what you don't want to happen, happening. And so how can we all learn to direct our thoughts consistently, predominantly towards what we desire? And I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years, actually this year. I opened an art center in Nashville, Tennessee in an old bungalow, formerly very rundown neighborhood that was up and coming with zero art training, no art background. I had grown up a wannabe artist and was really convinced, you know, four years out of college from the University of Michigan and selling books door to door, that life was way more like a blank canvas, right? Than anything that I had been taught in school and had read a book called Zen and the Art of Making a Living that said, unless you adopt an artist mentality, you won't be able to create the life of your dreams. And all I knew for sure was that that I wanted a fun, you know, adventurous kind of life. And so I understood instantly there was this moment of connection and deep understanding with this artist mentality. But I had been so afraid to take an art class. And then when I would reach out, you know, it's like you needed all these pre prerequisites at college, or I called an art center in Charleston, South Carolina, when I was living there. And they're like, oh, wonderful. We're, well, the next registration's in 13 weeks. And I was like, 13 weeks? I'm not even going to be living here in 13 weeks. Why is it so difficult? So, so really what I've been been doing for 25 years is exploring so many different ways to help people really embody the true creative nature that they are, you know, and the opposite is a world that's been created without awareness 
right? And which we're immersed in pretty thoroughly right now. And how can we learn and remember really how intensely creative we are? And that really begins with energy because energy exists before matter. And if there's one thing that has really supported and inspired me and grown my business, especially since 2012, it's been understanding how important it is for me to maintain a high enough vibration myself you know, doing those things, the parts of my business that bring me joy and then sharing on social media and through videos and everything else from that place of enthusiasm and joy and inspiration. And along the way, you know, it's a whole journey of taking back your real authentic voice, you know, allowing what is really lighting you up to be what you're communicating. And instead of trying to fit into kind of the prescribed boxes or how to's, which aren't bad or wrong, it's just understanding you take that information, you know, the wisdom from social media experts or PR experts, and then you have to do it your way. You have to show up your way. You know, if you're not a schedule person, don't try and make yourself do something, you know, every Friday morning or two times a week on Tuesday and Thursday, you know, let yourself be spontaneous. Likewise, if you really love structure, and someone's telling you to be spontaneous, create the structure, right? And then don't be afraid to show up unscripted in the moment when something is really capturing you. You know, share when you're really immersed in that energy that has you excited because that's what's going to get other people excited and attract them to you, help them get to know you better and then feel comfortable spending money and time. Definitely, definitely. And I think just talking about entrepreneurs in general, when you have your own business and you're starting your own business, you're most likely starting it with some sort of, you know, passion. And then as you grow, you start hiring people to help you. And a lot of times what happens is the entrepreneurs end up, this is, I made this mistake, ending up hiring out what their true passion is. And then they're doing the stuff that really doesn't bring them joy. And then it's this suffocating type of feeling of being in this business and you're watching other people doing what you really love and you're doing the stuff that you don't love. And then the business becomes more of a burden than bringing you joy. And, you know, I recently took a visit to Canyon Ranch for a couple of weeks and was suffering from burnout. And one of the key phrases I learned was authentic self-expression. And if you're not really operating from an authentic self-expression, you're really not going to be connecting with joy and happiness. And it was just like the light bulb went off. Like, okay, I need to change things and I need to identify what, what I'm doing every day. That's not bringing me joy. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's understanding that really, you know, when you're marketing to people, there's a resonance that happens with your clients or your future clients. You know, when they see you, they hear something you say, something really clicks with them that, that you have said. And if you're trying to speak you know, trying to satisfy a certain type of client or, you know, anything other than your truth and your story, it's not going to resonate as easily because you're not in your kind of truest form of expression. So the attraction can really amplify and exponentially grow the more authentic you are. And, you know, we have a lot of stories and beliefs around, you know, am I expert enough? You know, we all dance with that imposter syndrome and who am I to be doing this? And, and so that self-doubt is all based on or coming from your belief that other people's opinions matter more than your own. That's not what you're thinking consciously, but unconsciously, you know, you're more concerned 
concerned about what other people are going to think or how they're going to receive you than you being true to what is really, you know, lighting you up. I went through a stage of, you know, really wanting my wise woman self that was going to, you know, speak in this deep voice and people were just going to fall to, into a seated position around me and, and just want to listen to my words or whatever. And, and then I realized that my childlike enthusiasm, you know, my kind of fool jester energy, that childlike energy, part of my superpowers, that's, you know, that's how I am. And, and so there was, you know, all these little moments where it's right. This is, this is how I am and how I've been my whole life. And if I try and show up sounding like this wise woman expert that I feel like I should be, because, you know, that's the predominant story or something, I'm not nearly going to be as successful as if I just show up myself. Right. And then usually you go underneath that and there's a reason you're like that, you know, that, that childlike spontaneity and enthusiasm enthusiasm is very much connected to the present moment, which is where you can create without being, you know, capped by limiting beliefs or past stories or worry about the future. It's how we learn, you know, you've been able to make mistakes, to try and fail, all those things. So, so if you go underneath your truest self, there's, there's a reason that that's how you are and how you love to be. And there are other people just like you looking for you, but they're not going to find you if you're kind of trying to be someone else. And then the person you're trying to be isn't you. So the people that are like that aren't going to be attracted to you either. So really to be the most effective, in your business, you want to show up, you know, good and bad warts and all like authentic. And there's a freedom there. And people pick up on that. And they're attracted to that because everybody wants that, right? Yes, definitely. And I liked when we were talking also about having that energy and like, the vibration, putting out the vibration and how important that is, especially in public relations, which is all about earned media and attracting earn, attracting editorial coverage. And, and in order to do that, you really need to be authentic, be transparent, and also put out that vibration and that energy that really makes up who you are. So can you give some tips on how you can really, some actionable tips on how somebody can can apply that and, and do that? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing to understand is that, you know, any kind of marketing is basically there to educate people and to help them get to know you, right? And, and if they understand what it is you're offering and they like you, they're going to be excited to spend time with you and to spend money with you. So the most important thing, first of all, is just to really get clear on, you know, what it is that you're excited about sharing with your people and share that, you know, in general, in our lives, when we do things that we love, when we, you know, take care of ourselves. And that's what, you know, my latest book, 30 Days to Unstoppable is all about how to to nurture a high vibration. And I have was given this teaching and there are six spheres of wellness that I call them that are surrounding you and their energy. And if you are filling up these six spheres of wellness, which include love, compassion, courage, alignment, gratitude, and presence, you don't have time or energy to be, you know, low or depressed or focusing on, you know, scarcity or any of those things. So, so nurturing your own high vibration within your business and without, you know, I had Lots of times, for example, where you do your, say you're doing social media or videos, YouTube channel, even if you do something 
that you're eventually you're asking people to come to you in person or there's a product involved, doing any kind of video, whether it's live or recorded, is going to help people get to know you and get to know what you're offering. And you know, who's to say it has to be in a room with bookshelves behind you? <laughs> like if you love to hike, like I've done all kinds of courses and YouTube videos where I'm just out hiking. I love to be in nature, you know, or you know, I plop down and meditate next to a big huge ponderosa pine and I get inspired, I'll share it, whether I've got makeup on or not, or whatever. It's just all about really, how can I communicate the most authentically? How can I communicate my message with the fewest filth, you know? And I believe that all of us, especially entrepreneurs, because you are involved in something you're passionate about, otherwise you wouldn't have started this business, that that passion, that energy is, is a sign that you've been kind of given this call to do this business. You know, there, whether it's the business itself, you know, the product or service that you're offering, or just you as a woman or a minority following your passion and doing what you love and, and making a living doing it and the example that will set for others. But you've been given that passion for a very specific reason. And it's, it's to help other people first and foremost, more than yourself. So, you know, you want to really keep that in mind and realize that a lot of the resistance or, you know, stress or worry or imposter syndrome, that all comes from thinking our business is just about. Yeah, definitely. And whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a PR professional or a digital marketer, a lot of what we have to deal with each day is rejection, whether it's rejection from, or no answer, rejection from possibly, you know, somebody not wanting to to do a story about you or possibly a client not being happy or some sort of negative feedback from a customer. So what are, what's some advice on dealing with rejection or negativity so that it doesn't really get you, you know, it's, it doesn't get you down, you know, it's contagious, like rejection and negativity, all of a sudden, I just recently watched also the law of attraction, you know, the secret about the law of attraction. And, you know, one of the examples is, you know, you wake up in the morning and something negative happens to you. And then, you know, you start acting negative to other people. So it's contagious. So what, advice can we not take on that negative? Absolutely. So the thing is, is if you've gotten a rejection or someone has chosen not to work with you, it's because there's not a resonance there. So for them to work with you, you would have to somehow manipulate or, you know, contrive something that isn't totally what you want to do. You know, it's not, to, you know, again, use the word, it would not be authentic. So, so I just understand if people aren't interested, you know, or they're, they don't respond or they say, sorry, we don't, you know, want you in this, this project, it's because there's not a resonance there. there. The energy is not matching up, whether there's different expectations or different styles. And we do not want to spend our time trying to force a square peg into a round hole. So, you know, you can be grateful, like, okay, oh, well, I'm glad they self-selected because, you know, I'm sending out information. I thought they were a great fit, but because of the information I sent, I that if there was a, a real reason for us to work together, they would have picked up on that. And and then the antidote for that is just to be sharing and reaching out to lots of people, you know, in a really authentic way. The job I was doing, you know, between college and having my aha and opening an art center was a direct sales job. And it was all numbers. You know, it was, you know, you show, I was selling books door to door, you know, you show the books to enough people and you show it with enough enthusiasm and then you don't try and force anything. You're going to do really well. So, and you don't want to spend time with people that aren't really interested. You know, I have a coaching training that's a seven month program and, you know, it used to be a higher price point. I reduced it when the pandemic came along, but I don't want anyone in there who doesn't really want to be in. Right. So I tell that I've 
would never try and convince anyone to do it. But, you know, ask me your questions and, and I will give you an honest answer because we all know those clients that we maybe did convince at some point or another. And then it was just, you know, kind of one headache or problem or fire to put out after another because that wasn't really the place for them to be. So with your intention, you know, I want to reach the people that need me and the way they will know is because there will be a resonance. It will seem familiar. You know, it'll feel like I'm taking the words out of their mouth or this is a exactly what they've been looking for. And the best way to get there is to really speak from your heart, you know, and, and understand that you are here to serve your business is to provide some sort of service. And so you show up, I love the word offering, you know, that even a post or a, an email, this is an offering and sure there's a call to action in there, but it's giving people enough information so that they know, they can know, they can feel it. You know, you want your client to feel in their bones that they're meant to work with you. And that only happens when you're communicating from your bones. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the biggest social PR secrets that we can talk about today is creativity. And if you don't have creativity in today's world, I mean, between technology and automation and all of these things that don't require creativity, like you, you really need to access your creative self to come up with concepts and ideas and strategies. And the idea of things like meditation and yoga and, you know, finding your energy and vibration are all going to help help us tap into our creativity to come up with that campaign, to come up with that response to an email or the pitch or the angle. So what are some tips that you can give us to really tap into the power of our creativity through things like meditation and some of the other things that you're teaching? Right. Absolutely. So the first thing to understand is, and make sure, check your definition around creativity, you know, because I'm sure some of you are thinking like, oh, I'm not creative at all. Like, you are absolutely creative. It's whether or not you're creating with or without a win, right? So understand that the old story around creativity is product oriented, you know, that told us that art was product. It only had value if someone would pay money for it. Not everyone's creative. You know, only some people are born with this gene. It is in no way, shape or form limited to the arts. You know, creativity is speak. It's how we communicate. It's how we problem solve. All of that is creative. So first really get quiet and, and and receive the words, I am creative. You are creating in each and every moment. So that's the first thing that just understand where your idea of creativity came from. Then the way to, to access your own creative nature really is to spend time alone, quiet, whether it's in nature, whether it's creating like painting or meditation, which is intended to clear your mind, right? Of everybody else's input and information and the chatter and get into your own knowing, you know, that voice that's left when everything else goes away. That's what we want to do, what we want to get to and what we want to create our business from. So I, I love to meditate and um, I especially love to meditate in nature. And it is, it's like wiping the slate clean, you know, as entrepreneurs or PR, you're dealing with technology, we're constantly bombarded. There's, it's very hard to get away from it, but it's when you're away from it, when you sever your routine thought processes that you can become present. And that's where we get our ahas. That's where we get the breakthroughs. It's not from a linear, you know, I'm going to figure this out in columns and spreadsheets. You can do that. But the aha, 
awe will come when you're out walking or you're painting or you're cooking or you're weeding the garden or walking the dog or whatever, you know, when you're doing something different, that's when your brain is able to pull from other kind of disparate memories and things that you've read and pull it together. Discovered that in neuroscience that right before an aha, there's a spike in gamma brainwaves and gamma brainwaves are characterized by the entire neocortex lighting up, not just one part of your brain. So if you're trying to figure out how to grow your business, how to grow your business, you know, that's a very linear and frankly kind of fear-based thought process because, you know, you want to grow your business so it stays in business. So you have enough money to do what you want to do. And you're afraid that you're not going to be able to. So you want to become present and get in that creative mindset that really opens up your thinking, you know, instead of just being this laser beam, how am I going to make more money? You know, go out into nature, paint with the colors. And literally what happens is you distract you distract and you disrupt your mental processes. And it's in that disruption that the, the clarity and the aha can come through. So I love painting meditation because you're still doing something. It's like, instead of sitting down and trying to stop the mental chatter, you're distracting your mind with the color and the texture and the, or whatever you're painting on. And I find, and lots of people that I work with clearly find it easier to become present and get in that kind of mental state. Plus you are creating. So you're in that creative frequency and the creative frequency only knows possibility. Yeah, that's so true. Yes. Hello. Oh, wait, is this thing on? Hi, it's Lisa Beyer. I just wanted to tell you really quick. I'm launching a course called Modern PR Secrets, and I wanted you to be the first to know. You can check it out at thebeyergroup.com under resources. Now let's get back to this interview. So just two examples that I'll give that happened to me, like just this past weekend, we went to the Bahamas by boat from Florida and it took about three hours and it was just watching, you know, the ocean and just literally staring out at the sky and nature for three hours straight each day. It was super meditative. And so you don't have to actually like sit and meditate, like something that you're doing, like you're saying painting or boating, or just, you know, going out in nature is also a form of meditation. And literally I came up with two or three amazing ideas just from like staring out and just like thinking of nothing, but it just like came to me. It just literally came into my brain and similar things like that happen. Like if I'm in yoga, I'm not really thinking about anything, but after class or during a pose or a sequence, something will just come to me that just comes to me. And it's in those moments that the, my best ideas or best ideas or most creative moments happen when I'm really not like sitting in front of a computer or trying to pull an all-nighter or scrolling on my phone, looking like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, that's not when it comes to you. It's when you really like are in this space of like clearness and like openness. And I just love how you explained how the frequency and the brain and what it does to your brain by being in those moments when you can open yourself up to ideas and creativity and maybe ways that you can help yourself or help others. Absolutely. I love those examples. And it's so true. It's so true. It's There's another phrase that I love that talks about living from starlight vision or flashlight vision. And the flashlight vision is, you know, if you picture being in the dark and you have a, a good old fashioned flashlight and you're just able to see what's in that very narrow beam and you think that's all that's available to you. And starlight vision 
is like being out, you know, in the night sky, maybe with a full moon where you can see everything. Not everything is super clear, right? So you can't, it's not about like controlling and figuring out, but you can see everything that's available to you. And, and so how can you get into that more intuitive present moment, you know, kind of open space. And the more you do different kinds of things, you know, if you're in a routine, how can you shake up that routine? I guarantee as soon as you shake up your routine, you'll have an aha. And because shaking up the routine is going to take you into literally like a different mental space. And it's a part, a space that hasn't been explored all the time. That's where the newness is. You know, you keep going back to the same space. How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to grow? How are we going to do that? You're just going to get exhausted. And, and you all know what that feels like. I know what it feels like. I'm sure Lisa knows what it feels like, yeah. you know, it's like beating your head against a wall. You've got to step away from the wall, you know, and, and get into something different. What can you do that's totally different than you've, what you've done the last month or two, do that. And it will lead to a breakthrough. It's I think, not linear. Yeah. I think another example that I just want to share that is, you know, this is, I do this, but other people probably do it too. It's like, well, what, what's going to happen? You know, I, I don't have a boat. Like I can't, you know, go out on a boat or what can happen in one hour? What can happen? Like it, it doesn't have to be like this huge thing. So when, when I was at Canyon Ranch, one of the one-on-one sessions that I was signed up for was called creative expression. And it was a painting class one-on-one. And I just thought to myself, what am I going to like learn in 50 minutes? You know, what can I possibly accomplish? I almost canceled it. And I ended up going and, you know, the, the art teacher kind of like showed me how to mix colors and things like this. And I was like, okay. And then she kind of let me be on my own for a while. But besides opening up the creativity, the reduction, how it reduces stress, like what I noticed is 10 or 15 minutes from sitting down and just mixing colors and just doing little things and then blending stuff. And then and all of a sudden I came up with an idea of what I would actually create. And all of a sudden you're just, your, your mind melts and the stress literally melts from five, 10, 15 minutes. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm, I have to paint this beautiful picture. It's just like, let me just dabble a little bit and you know, just like kind of let your mind go. That I think is stopping a lot of people from doing stuff like painting or something artistic where, you know, it could be paint by numbers. My daughter is 19. She just bought a paint by number Van Gogh. And I thought, okay, you can do something like that on your own, but it was very meditative for her and relaxing for her to just do a paint by. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could have a canvas or a piece of cardboard that you paint with acrylic paint, which is what I normally use because that layers, you can paint over and over just playing with color. That could be your meditation canvas. It doesn't ever have to end up being anything in my book rise above. I have each chapter is a different energy or emotion. And then there are symbols for that energy or emotion. And I advise people to have one canvas and just keep painting over and over that canvas. And so that is a beautiful lesson in detachment, which is very important Mm -hmm. in business as well. And it frees you up. You can't get all stressed about not doing it right when you realize you're going to paint right over, right? So you're absolutely correct to just playing with color, activate something and it brings you present. And I'm still, I mean, I've literally been having this conversation for 25 years and it's still 
still blows me away. The the transformation that my clients have in my online programs and, you know, and I do a little bit of one-on-one, but it's unbelievable. And they're, they're, it's happening on their own. You know, they don't need anyone else giving them advice. They create a practice where they're able to bring themselves present, tap into that creative frequency that again, only knows possibility and is, you know, just constantly like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. We could do that. And it gets you out of that, what that like individual, like it's all up to me, you know, weighing the, wearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. When you're in that creative modality, you're understanding on some level that you're co-creating with your clients, you're co-creating with technology, you're co-creating with whatever, you know, energy, spirit, information, wisdom is wanting to come through right now. And there's lots, you know, there's not a sector of life on this planet that isn't crying out for transformation and change. And, you know, entrepreneurs and, and people who are in the communication fields and sharing new ideas, like the, we are the portals, you know? And so we have to learn how to, to, you know, for me, becoming unstoppable is understanding that there's so much more going on. There's so much more at play here. You know, what you do can impact so many different people in so many ways that you have no idea. So show up and get excited for that, how you are going to, you know, be the drop in the surface of the mm-hmm. pond and it's going to ripple out. And, and that kind of enthusiasm and that genuineness and the offering, you know, offering free content, offering good content is really going to come back because energy is such that like attracts. So if you're sharing abundantly from a high vibration, you're going to get abundance and high vibration. It sounds simple, right? Like, okay, sure, Whitney, but check your vibration, you know, and, and put that to practice and you will be amazed because it does feel way more effortless. You know, you get more, even of those like synchronicities and coincidences, you know, people are sharing your information more and they're really able to tell who, you know, would, would benefit from working with you because they feel you and it's just like them. And, you know, it just all flows. And, you know, the alternative is, yeah, you got to force and work and make it happen. And, you know, that a way to do it, but it's kind of the old way at this point. Yeah. And I love your example of having a canvas and layering and just layering each day, different things. And each day would be different. And I also love the idea of having a journal where every day is a blank canvas and then you're painting just that day, like what you feel. And then it's just each day is a different picture, you know, and you're not like married to yesterday. So I think there's so many, like, I I think I'm doing that. It could be a different color. (laughs) Yeah, right, right right or a shape or something i love that and i also wanted to just before we run out of time i just would love to hear your your story of how you started your your in 2009 your course and you thought whoa can i really do this am i certified and some of the tips that you can give i mean i love the idea of using an online course as a pr strategy like giving away like you just said what your offering is so can you share some tips of how you got started and maybe well, how other people can learn from yeah absolutely so i started I started teaching online in 2009 because I was moving from Nashville, Tennessee out to this rural remote community in Northeast Oregon. And so I started teaching online. I was contacted about a year later by a woman in Nigeria asking me like this long, passionate email about the plight of women in Nigeria and how she felt my work would help them. And did I have an African branch? And I'm like, oh God, you know, I don't even have a twig or a stick or a leaf. It's it's just me. And I understood because of the length, the energy in that email that I should wait, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to respond for 24 hours and I'm going to see what comes up. 
So literally this is a way that you can discern whether to go right or left with your business is give yourself 24 hours and, and you and watch for clues, ask for guidance. And so literally within 24 hours in this small community of 7,000 people, two people brought up Nigeria. So I wow. emailed her back yeah, with a totally different mindset. Like, okay, there's something else going on here that is beyond my little twig business, you know? And what ended up happening is I bundled my online courses together to teach her online so she could teach others. And then I'm like, it takes a village, right? So I'll recruit other people in the States and I'll charge them and I won't charge you. And I called it Project Nigeria. And then you all will become certified creatively fit coaches. And so I put together like a one sheeter, right? And I only shared it with people that either came to my mind, my heart very strongly, or I had a group of people that kind of quote unquote randomly reached out to me. Right. And so I would share, I'm like, Hey, I have this project coming up. Check this out. Let me know if it speaks to you. And they all, you know, it was clear. That's why they had reached out to me. So a month later I had 13 people plus Vivian in Nigeria and I launched this coaching training and the whole time, you know, yeah, my ego is like, girl, you're not certified in anything. <laughs> you know, who are you to certify people? And I'm like, okay, point taken. Right. Let's see. So I, put it on my website very quietly that there was going to be the next training in January, 2010, 2011. And I didn't do a big email sequence. There was not a lot of PR because I'm like, if you, you know, whoever you is, anyone listening, if you want me to do this, you got to let me know. Right. Because I'm not trying to you know, the ego is like, oh, you think you're all that? Or you know what I mean? It's just constantly kind of berating you if you get too far into the unknown. And I had 18 people sign up for that January training. And I'm like, that's amazing. Game on. And, you know, I tell people all the time and back then, and of course now I've been doing it for 10, 11 years, but I tell them, I go, it's just me certifying you. And I have no certifications in anything. And, you know, they don't even care because again, the energy I live, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to share. And they pick up on that. And I've been telling them, you know, cause a lot of them were like me, like, Oh, I'm not this trained artist, but I, I so resonate with this, with this teaching that creativity and developing our creativity is going to help us create better lives. And, and so I tell them all over and over, like energy is the new resume, you know, energy is currency. Energy is wisdom. If you are passionate about something and it, you know, if you're passionate about it, you, you know, it, you know, you live it, breathe it. You could have all the letters after your name that are available to you. But if you're not fired up about what you're sharing with people, no one's going to give a whatever that how much training you have, right? Or how many degrees or certifications you have. It's all about energy. And so, yeah, so that community has grown over the years and there's 400 plus, I think over a hundred people have gone through the training since last May when the pandemic hit. And, and for me, it's like, we're here to save the world, you know, and until humanity really understands how powerfully we create by where we focus our attention and what we think about and what we talk about. Complaining, for example, is just exponentially growing what you don't want. Right. Right. So complaining, I have a vision that complaining will be this like lost energy frequency. Like I'll have a grandchild one day. You'll be like, grandma, what, what are those people talking about? They sound sad or mad or what is that? I'll be like, oh, it's something we used to do. And my grandkids will be like, what? It's what? like yeah, antiquated. Yeah. 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 I so love crazy. that. Yeah. So if we learn how to literally paint pictures in our mind of what we want right now, we have such an opportunity to create a world that, that is defined by unity and understanding and mutual respect and respect for the environment and caring for our planet. And, you know, 
know, respecting other cultures and, you know, all there's so much that's possible. And so it's taking the inspiration from the conflict, right? And then allowing that to illuminate for you, like, wow, I'm, I'm really angry. I, I would love to complain about this a lot. Well, take that as your marching orders to go be the change, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. That's the only way we're going to rise above amazingness. So Whitney, you're definitely a female disruptor. And we actually, (laughs) I actually have a a magazine called Female Disruptors that I think that you're going to be featured in. I would love to know what advice you would give, or you do give to, to females and how can they tap into rising above some of this disruption that has been not, not all positive and, you know, how we can make the future of females better. Yeah. Well, so the reason the Dalai Lama said at whatever point he said that the Western woman will save the world, right, is because women, the feminine energy is one creative, and all this is symbolized by us being able to give birth, right? So we are creative, and we are the energy of opening and receiving, right? So it is going to be the feminine, which men have feminine in them as well, but it is going to be the feminine that leans into what's possible, that's willing to, you know, peel back the curtain and look beyond the veil and see what's possible and then and then guide others there. And I think the biggest thing that I know I've overcome and that <laughs> that we're called to is to recognize that our voice, our ideas, our visions are immensely valid and valuable. And that, you know, coming from our heart, from a desire to nurture and sustain this planet and to heal and to create new life, that that is more powerful than anything. And so honoring the all that's in your heart, like what you are being drawn to and understanding that it is the, the woman, that feminine energy that is going to ultimately lead humanity into what's next. So we've all gone through experiences where we've experienced the opposite because I fully believe we learn through con. So I know I can speak for myself as a woman. I have been muted. I have been shushed. I have been chuckled at, you know, in bank boardrooms. I have been minimalized. I have not been listened to and all of that changed when I started doing that for myself yes to myself and honoring what I knew to be true for me and you know that's led to some interesting loop-de-loops but god I wouldn't trade it for the world so you know one of the things a practical tip and regardless of how you feel about this an amazing for example an amazing book by Sally Kempton is um, Awakening Shakti and that book explores 11 of the yogic goddesses like Kali and Saraswati and many you'd probably recognize. But what you're really doing, what I felt like I did when I started learning about the divine feminine is I was learning my superpower, right? Instead of like able to leap a tall building in a single bound, you know, and the kind of the masculine superpowers that we've been raised in, I learned about my own inner strengths. For example, there's a goddess who is the goddess of creative and infinite space, she creates space for things to happen, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. You know, if someone tells me an idea they're really excited about, it's like, ooh, tell me more. What if you did this? And ooh, I have someone that I would love for you to talk to, right? I'm creating space for them to step into that idea. Um, The canvas creates space for you to become present, for you to connect to your creative nature, the true creativity that is in you, absolutely, that's just been kind of covered up by other people's stories. So really understanding that as women, we have some very unique and powerful energies and, and 
perspectives to share with the world. And I know I haven't, you know, exerted my influence like I could. And, and I'm still, of course, stepping into that. But as women, we really have to learn to honor who we are and what we are here to do, which is to create space, which is to bring new life, which is to pioneer new trails, you know, that are going to be supportive and, and don't ever doubt that ability you have to, to do that and, and seek out a community you know, find other like-hearted souls or women, you know, it's invaluable to have a community, a collective. And I hear this all the time within my groups, like I can say anything here. You guys speak my speak, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I guarantee there is a community that you can plug into that would really be the wind beneath your wings and validate your voice and encourage you to share it with the world. It's very, very important. And we know like, you know, think of all the, the, the nonprofits and the movements that have discovered that when you educate women, for example, the whole community benefit, right? And I love yeah. men, I'm down with men, but I'm just saying like, this is the facts, right? You yeah, teach a yeah. woman how to fish, she fishes and she feeds the entire community. You teach a man how to fish, he fishes and he goes and buys more beer. You know, I mean, that's right. just so, so it's like, like, come on, like we, they need us, you know? And and, and so we can do that and we can be that for each other. Yeah. One last question. You mentioned a bunch of books. We'll put them, including yours, in the in the show notes. Any other resources, books, podcasts that you can recommend that support your message and would help our audience? Well, you know, I really, honestly, the best thing I can recommend is for you to ask yourselves, like, how can I get alone and quiet? How can I get alone and quiet and be or be doing something that I love? And, and you will discover an inner voice and an inner wisdom that simply can't get your attention when we're ping-ponging, you know, from one, you know, between household chores and, and running, you know, saving the world and dealing with the car maintenance and that, that deep inner wisdom is, has a really hard time getting your attention. You have to get alone and quiet and be in a happy place doing something you love. You know, it could be a nice cup of tea on your favorite outdoor chair. You know, it could be sitting under a tree in a park, just a block away from your house. You know, it doesn't need to cost anything, but how can you get alone and quiet and happy? And that will be the best community and advice that you can. I love that. Whitney, thank you so much. This has been very insightful and I can't wait to start my creativity journal, my daily journal and apply some of the other tips that you've given. And I really appreciate it. And I hope to have you back and can't wait to read the rest of your book. So thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. I look forward to you emailing me, showing a picture of your creativity journal. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.